0: Alright, welcome back to the Sports Med Analytics Podcast. Thank you for joining. I am your host, Dr. Deepak Chona, but you can call me Pac. Today, we are Sunday night, right after week four. We're going to dive right in. Lots of big injuries to talk about. With starting the number one overall pick for a lot of people, Jonathan Taylor. Now, they're saying Colts have concern for a high ankle sprain. That means get an MRI tomorrow. The average high ankle sprain for the lower severity group, which is what this kind of sounds like, is in that two to four weeks range. And it's a little closer, if we had to guess, to two weeks for Jonathan Taylor based on what they're describing as a severity. Now, either way, that seems pretty unlikely to play this Thursday night. They have the early game on a short week. Four or five days is really just not enough for this to heal up. So I'm looking for Naeem Hines to have a big day. Uh, in Indianapolis. Next up, Javante Williams. Now, the video looks like the knee didn't quite buckle, and that therefore suggests to me a PCL or an LCL sprain, and those are ligaments in the knee. Essentially, uh, sometimes with these knee sprains, you can get bone bruising or, or a meniscus tear, and that's kinda what happened to Zach Wilson a few weeks back. Again, the fact that the knee didn't obviously buckle on video, does suggest to me that it's not a season-ender ACL type of thing, but uh, he wasn't putting weight on it. He was downgraded quickly, and that in combination with the video makes me prepare for a multi-week absence, potentially coming up for Javante Williams. Next is Traylon Burks. Now, his mechanism, a defender kind of fell on his ankle as he was making a catch, and that suggests an ankle or a midfoot sprain and those would also be the two most common reasons for a player to be in a boot right after the game. There's, a cor- of course, a wide range of severity here, but the fact that he was also on crutches, that alone indicates that there was enough pain or swelling with weight-bearing that he would already kind of be beating the averages to see him play week five. I'm looking for probably a, a, an absence of some sort for Traylon Burks. Next up, Isaiah McKenzie. Now, he's in concussion protocol, averages 6 to 10 days, but more recent data seems to be trending towards the slightly earlier end of that timeline, so therefore the odds do kind of favor him playing week 5. There's a chance this lingers into week 6, but uh, the overall performance impact on wide receivers is pretty minimal, and we recently just saw T. Higgins bounce right back, and he's now at his uh, star levels just a week or two later. Next up, Jahan Dotson, promising rookie so far, but they pulled him out for a hamstring strain, and he was ruled questionable to return. But he uh, didn't didn't come back in the game, and now that's hard to know for sure if that's because they were down two possessions late, so he would have been unlikely to return a player coming off an injury anyway. But the uh, overall average hamstring for a wide receiver takes about three weeks. They'll get an MRI tomorrow when we'll really know is Thursday and Friday practice reporting. And with these hamstring strains, usually the pattern is you rest Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. If it's mild, you'll get a limited practice and then a game time decision with sort of leaning towards playing on Sunday. But now if we get anything other than that and they shut them down on Thursday and or Friday, then then it tells us that we're looking at the moderate severity type in probably a two to three week absence next up is dalvin cook now we actually no new injury to report here but news on his injury is pretty big and pretty impactful so when we heard that he had a full dislocation of his shoulder last week that means he has a super high chance of this recurring that would be over probably 75 percent chance that dalvin cook's going to have a re dislocation of his shoulder however what we found out today is that they, it was actually a partial dislocation, and that bodes much better. There's still an elevated risk of re-injury of him having another partial dislocation or even potentially a full one, but uh, the that risk is, is much much lower. And I'm thinking you're you're probably you're guessing, but you're probably guessing under 50 percent compared to if he were to have had that full dislocation next up is dak prescott now we're hearing that he is targeting week five for his return and we also heard today from adam schefter that dak didn't tear a ligament in his thumb it was a fracture of his thumb and those were kind of the two main possibilities that we were looking at in terms of most common types of injuries for a quarterback now the fact that he fractured his thumb is actually good news because the bone broke and that means that bone-to-bone healing is what is occurring that occurs faster and stronger than if a ligament had to be repaired to the bone so as a result of that five to six weeks is is still not crazy unrealistic for a quarterback to return to see him under five is pretty aggressive the Cowboys do tend to be a little aggressive with returning from injury but the uh Data would slightly lean towards seeing him in week six, and I know he's going to be targeting week five, so we'll see how practice goes this week. Next up is J.K. Dobbins. Now, he's two weeks into his return. He had two touchdowns in the first quarter today. Didn't get a ton of touches, and that's kind of what you're still expecting from a young running back, super high-energy injury. And J.K. Dobbins, we'd have to think the average ramp-up timeline is about four weeks. So you got to think one or two more weeks of this and Dobbins should be pretty much up to speed. So we're looking really promising for Dobbins owners for later this year. And then lastly, Joey Bosa. Now, it was released today that he's going to be an 8 to 10 week injury after the recovery from surgery. And with data on the groin injuries, we for a defensive player, we would lean a little bit towards the lower end of that spectrum most defensive players don't have a huge drop-off in performance but it does take them two to four games to ramp up all the way to speed with joey bosa having him out there at all even 80 percent of himself is an excellent player so you will probably see him on the early side of that timeline but he should uh, by the end of the season look like the same guy he was before and that's all we have for today if you like what you're hearing Hit me up on Twitter at SportMDAnalysis and Instagram SportsmanAnalytics. Until next time.